You're listening to the podcast for grain merchandisers by grain merchandisers. Join us in our good humored attempt to serve as a voice of reason in an industry fraught with misconceptions and half truths. And now, from deep in America's heartland, this is the Elevator's Cut. got to get this guy to do this every time. Yeah. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Elevator's Cut. I'm one of your hosts, Roger Gaddis. And I'm your other host, Jason Wheeler. And today we have a special episode, as Randy uh, let the cat out of the bag early already, unfortunately. Uh, we have a few guests here with us uh, at MMC. And uh, one quick thing, you know, we have a lot of acronyms in this business, and a lot of times we shorthand this specific conference, the WCC MMC. But the thing is, I got something for Randy here. Randy is a big fan of White Claw, and he thought that this was a White Claw convention. So you, this is yours, buddy. You earned it. So we have a panel, as you can see up here with us today, uh, with Spencer Jansen, Carrie Lowski, and Kevin Wilson. And uh, we're going to turn it over, let them talk a little bit about themselves, and um, go from there. Uh, I'm Kevin, everybody. I'm from Team Ontario. Uh, there seems to be a lot of us here today. Uh, just down here enjoying the weather out here for Ontario. Uh, we run a grain business, grain elevator, and a crop farm, and a cattle operation in eastern Ontario. So uh, we live right near the Quebec border, so we can parlez-vous le français bien suite. And uh, just glad to be down here, um, taking it all in, enjoying the nice weather. I'm Carrie Lowski. I am from Blair, Nebraska. Uh, we have a small, privately owned family grain elevator. We've been in the business for 25 years and with White Commercial for 17, I guess. Um, what else do you want to know? Anything and everything. <laughs> what do we do? We. Uh, Merchandise corn and soybeans. Uh, our owners and our manager, who's my cousin Matt, uh, farm as well. Um, so sometimes, you know, you got to have on the farmer hat, and sometimes you have on the elevator hat, and sometimes those get confused. But we work at that. Um, but we're growing, we're challenged, and uh, things are exciting. I'm Spencer Jansen, uh, Central Illinois. My uh, main market is St. Louis River Market. We are grain only. Company's been in business for over 100 years with White Commercial for 17, myself about 12. Um, I'm kind of general manager, merchandiser, and a few other things. It's a pretty small company. I do farm as well, like a lot of you, which seems to be very, very popular in this business, um, which also helps us resonate with farmers. I can at least um, talk about the challenges and the tillage equipment and what color you like best and all that fun stuff. <laughs> all right, thanks. So for our listeners who are, are uh, not with us, we, we did want to set the scene. This is our first ever episode. Uh, we thank you guys for joining us in front of a live studio audience of I mean, thousands of people out here I'm looking at. Um, no, it's a couple hundred, and it's, it's, our big, uh, it's, our, it's our big annual conference. And 
Uh, Randy will run through what Kevin said in some other language and just Google Translate because we don't want curse words on the sh on the show. Oh, sure you understand. You're safe. Um, don't worry about I don't, it. I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but um, I ordered ice cream. Okay, good. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, but but one thing we like to do. That, so this is we're, we're towards the end of our our two day conference here for for White Commercial, and when we get to the end. A big thing with, with this conference is just people getting together and talking and sharing experiences, and that's what, what a lot of folks enjoy of it. So, so towards the end, we like to have a session like this anyways, uh, where we ask some folks to tell what are some things you got out of the conference and, and that sort of thing. So we're doing that session, we always do, uh, but, but in this format this time. But I, I've been to conferences, right? I get it. You, you, you open up, you see the schedule, you say, all right, where's, where's the one that, you know, we can go back to our room for a little bit, you know, I, I get it. And uh, so, <laughs> but I thank you for coming anyways. I mean, that's incredible. So, but anyways, we're, we're going to accomplish some stuff. So that, that's, uh, that's what we, we really wanted to do. So we'll go down the line here and I'd like to just each of you share something over the past couple of days that you've picked up as, uh, that, that's usable, that you can take action with when you get back and, uh, or, or even, uh, story you have from from the last couple of days and and uh, yeah so Kevin you want to start with this I mean there's every every year I end up coming down here there seems to be some kind of a measurable project that I take home and I every year there's a there's a whether it's managing my spread spread presets pre spreads better or it's uh, looking at doing more of a target program operation and there's always just seems to be that one thing where I'm just the light bulb clicks and I'm like, that is a great idea and I'm not doing that and I need to do a better job of doing that. Um, and for me this year when it was the biggest thing was when we were talking about the succession planning and I, I actually expressed some thoughts in there and I was like, you know what? I have talked about succession planning so long with my parents, with my brother, uh, with my wife, with my sister-in-law and that's all we do is talk about it. And I was like, I got to do, when I get home, I mean, our bank has told us, hey, if you ever want to go down that road, you know, we're here to help you. We have some facilities to help you and some good ideas. And I'm like, when we go home, we got to, I got to put the foot down on the gas and say, we got to get working at a succession structure and put that plan in place. And I, when I left the session, I was like, if we could have within six to eight months, if we could have something progressing that everybody could agree on, I think that would be my goal. So my takeaway was I got to quit stalling when everybody's in the right frame of mind and and work towards that and that was my one thing that I was was really important to me excellent well that resonates with me too because the secession discuss discussion I think um, is a very big take-home for us as well um, one of the, the things that Phil started off with yesterday I wrote this quote down and it's a quote that Don White said, take anxiety out of life by making decisions. And it seems so simple, <laughs> but that's hard <laughs> to make a decision. And our decision, I think, is going to be to do something about secession planning this year. I'm, not that we don't have something in place, um, but I think it's time to do better. And I think we can do better. I think uh, there are tools and ideas that everyone else has shared. Um, that can help us um, have a better secession plan, but it, the first step is in doing it. And I think that'll take, hopefully, the anxiety out. Um, another takeaway was keep it simple, simplify. Don White always talked about that. 
and that resonates with me. I think we need to go back to the basics on some things and just uh, not overthink things. Um, one other quote that I want to share, and this one is genius, I think, by Daryl Fredrickson. Why do I want to buy back the profits I created? And I will, I think I need to put that on a, on a sticky note or something. Uh, but I thought that was great, Daryl. So um, that's my biggest takeaway. Yeah, mine, um, it seems like are always a lot of little things, whether I'm not doing it the same way a lot of you guys are. Um, not necessarily it's, it's bad or indifferent, but it, there's clearly some differences, whether that's geography-related, um, structure of the business, personal um, decisions, or what else. Um, so th that's one thing. Um, the, I think Jason, not that Jason, Speaker Jason yesterday, um, he got paid to be here probably more than you did. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but he said, double, be willing, I think. he, so, he uh, sure. said, be willing to change. And I agree, and I think about that a lot in our industry, that it's technology or, or whatever, but the biggest problem with that is we don't know what is changing, right? Um, and that's what we're going to have to continue to do, whether that's update a system, go out and reach your customers in a different way, hire more people, market it in a different location, specialize in a different commodity or a, a specialty grain, which is done. But change is going to happen in our industry and it keeps happening. So we all need to think about that for sure. I don't keep track of my average basis like everyone else. Apparently not as good. I learned in one meeting this morning. I, I was like, yeah, I do that. And by the end, I'm, I don't do it, apparently. I'm guilty um, of that, too. Yeah, I kind of keep it up here, but it's not the way you guys do. So I need to do better at that. And um, also, I don't work hard because I'm a millennial, apparently. We've heard that several <laughs> times this week. I'm surprised um, you made it this far. I know. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> but to that, we, we kid each other about that back and forth. And I uh, gave Bert grief about that last session. But there is some benefits in that because I think, you know, millennials can do certain jobs. Or let's not define, but whatever. Boomers can, are very good at this certain thing. But as times are changing, different employees can do different jobs better or worse than we expect or, or we know how to do. So, you know, sometimes it goes the other way. It's like, well, heck, I'm, I think I work pretty good, and some people don't think so. But it is a, it is a nonstop um, world, it, it seems like. So I think millennials are better technological than someone twice their age. Um, again, not better or worse, but it, it does. You have to find a role that fits that employee, right? So if they're good at doing this, and they only want to work seven hours, but they could be really, really good at something that takes you twice as long. Keep that in mind. Nice. So, <laughs> wow. Randy didn't even hold up the, the laugh sign on that one. That's that was good. Incredible. So we had, so the big takeaways, succession planning, simplicity, and you had a lot, but, um, but the big one was, uh, was embracing change and dealing with change. And, and Jason, uh, Help me. What's, what's the last name? Pfeiffer. Okay. He was the editor-in-chief of the Entrepreneur Magazine who spoke uh, yesterday. So that, that was really good. And simplicity has always been a, a huge thing at White Commercial, as evidenced by all the people from Arkansas that work at White Commercial. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're good at it. Uh, that's, I think that's our state slogan. We can do probably. it. Anyone can, right? <laughs> that's right. But uh, anyways, <clears throat> um, moving on here. What... Um, so Spencer brought up change, and, and uh, we were challenged yesterday by that, by that 
uh, by that speech. What do you guys see as change either that you've you've been dealing with or or stuff you see coming that that you think will uh, will impact you? Go ahead. One change, and this isn't really a lot to do with merchandising, but 20, 25 years ago, I talked to somebody about this earlier. Our elevator was the coffee shop in town. And, you know, the same four or five guys would come in and visit every morning, and you never know what was going to be said. Um, there's not one farmer that comes in for coffee anymore. And, I mean, this is a generational change. Um, it's kind of sad. I guess, um, you ha we have to think about how differently are we going to communicate with farmers because they're not necessarily coming in and sitting across the desk for you anymore like they used to. That's, hap that's happened in ours as well. It, it does seem that it's just dwindling. They still pop in, mm -hmm. which is good, but it's, there's less just hanging out for sure. Yeah, they come in, but it's more one-on-one, -on -one and you don't have the mingling, I guess, mm -hmm. which was good yeah. at that time. Yeah, it's the, the communication tool, which is John Warner, our, our CEO, started off the conference talking about how do you interact with your customers and, uh, and thinking through that and, and with the ability to communicate with them changing in that way, you'll have to, that's, that's definitely something. I mean, <clears throat> what we found is, I mean, a lot of the people we talk to, when you get down to it, that there is a lot of interaction still. It just doesn't happen the face-to-face -face as much anymore. And, uh, but that, that doesn't mean it's less effective or it has to be less effective, I should say. Uh, so that's that's for sure a big it does, one. does take a little bit more effort though to help um, <clears throat> steer the narrative I guess you'd say um, as evidenced by the proliferation of online coffee shops if you will out there right now so it does take a little uh, say more effort a little different effort to to communicate uh, the same message that was a little simpler to do 20 years ago Twitter's just one big coffee shop now absolutely <laughs> Uh, speaking of Twitter, uh, last year at Master Management, they had Damian Mason out, and I started following his his Twitter page, and he comes out with these things where he holds up a, a selfie stick, and he says, hey, what are you doing to make sure you stay relevant in your market? And to me, that comes back to where this change is going. As we get information from different sources, from the Internet, from Twitter, from Facebook, from Snapchat, to find a way for us to communicate with our customers that way, I think that's what, like, we have probably seven or eight guys who are like, hey, do you have an app? Do you have an app for your grain? And I'm like, oh, we don't have an app. You know, is that what you where you want to get your information now? And they're like, yeah, I just want to touch a button and do it. So we're, to try to keep up to that change and make sure you're staying relevant and giving your growers the information that's needed, I think that's the real big change that I see coming in the next couple of years, you know, how we communicate to our customers that way. And, and it's still... I think we're kind of in the middle of it, so some people still want to come in and talk for an hour, yeah. right? And yeah. those guys are great, and I love it. You don't get as much done, you think, but you get more interaction, which is great for relationships. But yeah, then you got a, a text message or Twitter or an email that you can do 10 of them in, in a minute. And But boy, it, the spectrum is large, right? I mean, anywhere from yeah, talk, really. talk, talk to yeah. just comes down to text. Yeah, give me a, what's, what's your quick bid here? I got to go. I'm on my way out of the house. Uh, what's up? You know, that. Where am I? Where are we at today? What happened with the market? In Canada, we get, hey, what Donald Trump say today? What's the market's going to do? You know, so we, that, we don't get that in America. So. No, I wouldn't imagine that. That was where I was going with the biggest change as well. You have not only the, the communication factor, but the disruptors, as these two like to call them, of the world that it's making it harder because they're out there and they can they can grab onto your customer's attention so quick and, and put out so many messages and feedback that 
most smaller elevators or even big elevators can't do or, or you don't want to do. But they can, you know, they, they have their information and they can just send out one tweet and reach thousands, if not tens of thousands of people. And if they start following them or they following you or listening to you and the mis messages might get mixed that you think, oh, I had this guy doing whatever contracts last week and now his message has changed or he's getting his bids you know, from everywhere and you're just a price. You're not a person anymore or a, a location. So that's going to continue to happen, but that's very challenging, I think. Yeah. I think one of the things that comes up with that is uh, sometimes the cost involved in getting your own app or subscribing to one of the services that, that does that. And the, the question is, well, what's my return for investing in this? Some of these things don't have a direct return. I mean, it's like, was there, what's the return of you putting a comfortable chair and a coffee maker in your office 20 years ago? Well, you didn't really think of it that way. You were trying to have the story, the place where you can make the story. Well, the same thing with this now. It just may cost differently. The, the cost comes in a different form, but it's the same type of concept. Yeah, the grain elevator business, it's a service business that's based on relationships. And so having the communication and, and thinking through what's, uh, which way things are going. We were challenged yesterday. When changes happen, you either adapt to them and adapt your business with them, or you just you know, stick your feet in the ground and watch them pass you by. And so communication is going to happen. Relationships are going to happen. And you, you want to make sure you're, you're doing it the right way and, uh, and everything. But at this, at this uh, point in the show, is where we normally break for a sponsor. And uh, this episode, uh, we got a good, Randy pulled us a big sponsor this time. You know, he, he earned his paycheck this hey, week. The live studio audience, he pulls he pulled a big one uh, this week. He, he usually pulls pretty decent ones, but this one, pretty good. So the, the sponsor this week is? Farm Marketing Meetings. Farmer Meetings. So you're telling me there's a chance. Farmer Meetings. That guy said what you always say, but it made sense. <laughs> Farmer meetings. I didn't know you guys had target orders. Farmer meetings. Come for the free food, stay for the false sense of hope. <laughs> Farmer meetings. Stare at the back of my shirt while I read this slide to you. Farmer meetings. There might be a good speaker, but there will definitely be a bad one. Farmer meetings. Remember all the USDA reports you hate? That's what we'll be using. Farmer meetings, because this time it's different. Farmer meetings, if we charge for attendance, would you do what we say? Farmer meetings, you can leave if you want. Farmer meetings, of course there's no obligation after I just fed you a steak. <laughs> Farmer meetings, because I told all of your bankers you were gonna do better this year. Farmer meetings. Judging by the parking lot, you guys sure don't look broke. <laughs> Farmer meetings. Who's lying more? The guy saying prices are going up or the guy saying they didn't make any money last year? Farmer meetings. Do everything you're already doing, but better. <laughs> Farmer meetings. What else are you going to do on a Tuesday night in February? Farmer meetings, all the ways you can say prices might go up if the crop is bad, but with charts. Also, China. <laughs> Farmer meetings, now with Trump tweets. Farmer meetings, don't quote me on that. Farmer meetings, we were totally wrong last year, but you all came back. Farmer meetings, here's what I think will happen. 
unless other things do. <laughs> and finally, farmer meetings. I'll tell you how this year turned out at next year's meeting. For those of you who don't know, that our, our sponsors, they just ask to be sponsors. They, they rely on us to come up with the slogans. We don't charge for that, and the savings is passed on to you through that. So you're welcome in advance. <laughs> um, but anyway. So moving on here, uh, we kind of wanted to, to shift into this last piece of the episode here and, and ask the panelists uh, a simple question. Why do you keep coming back to Master Management Conference year after year? We'll start with you, uh, Kevin. It's minus 30 at home. <laughs> that helps. And, and ladies and gentlemen, that's the kind of honesty you'll get here. <laughs> it, uh, you ever drove down the highway and you see the car with the Garfield in their back corner and he's got his hand stuck out and he's staring at the back window? That was me when I started the grain business and came here. I was like, holy moly, there's a lot of smart people in here. And I always thought that I was on the outside just kind of licking the window, looking in. <laughs> and this is, this is my fifth. Uh, yeah, they were clean, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> this is my fifth master management. And it seems that every time I come here, there's like a core group of guys that you just watch. And you watch how they interact. And you're like, someday I think I'm going to be there. Someday we're going to work towards that. And you meet a lot of great people from a lot of different areas that have the same interest as you. So it's like coming to the all-star game for me. You can participate, you can talk to people, and you can learn so much from people that have been exactly where you were. I went through a, we went through a real challenging summer this year. We ended up switching banks, and it just the people that we drew on that were in this room that I called for advice. It, I mean, it talked me off the ledge a lot of times. You're like, I'm pulling my hair out and I don't have a whole lot left. And I'm like, I gotta find somebody that can help me with that. And the people that were in this room that I reached out to gave me some good, solid advice and helped me through that time. And uh, that I don't know where I would get that in any other industry in North America. So for me, that's why I come here is just to, to, watch, to watch and learn and talk and stay warm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Why do we come? Uh, because it's really fun, <laughs> I guess. We've had a lot of fun. Um, this is our, um, my 17th master management. Uh, I haven't missed a year, and we have made some fantastic friendships um, through this group, white commercial staff, other elevators. Um, it's a, become a family, and I said a few years ago, this is like the most exciting family reunion that I want to go to all year, you know? <laughs> um, so there's just a lot to be drawn on by the community and the people that we've met along the way. Um, usually after this is over, you know, our dads would ask, well, what'd you learn this year? And the first few years it was, you know, you had two pages worth of things you learned. The last few years that we've been here, oh, I don't know, you know nothing, I guess, but... <laughs> That hurts. <laughs> and it's not nothing because we keep learning the same thing over and over and over. And you know what? It just keep beating it like a hammer because I guess I need to hear it over and over and over. Um, but this, like I just said earlier, keep it simple. The same principles year after year. Um, it's all the same. It's, it's basis trading and, and it doesn't change a lot. Uh, the environment might change, but the fundamentals don't. And 
those things that we've learned. That's why I want to keep coming back. Yeah, it's like, kind of like as Scotty McCoy would say, water dripping on a rock. Yep. And, and for me, it's similar to you two. The, and the learning's been different. I, I agree. The first couple of years I came was pretty new in the business as, as in general, let alone to master management. And yeah, I would sit down with a table and we would do worksheets on basis charts and questions and whatever else. And man, I was lost, but there was so much knowledge at the table. I'm like, how do I get to do this? You know, after 10, 20 years, it, it, it comes, right? Um, I'm not learning how to do a basis chart anymore, but there's other things, you know, about whatever it is. And I, I still do this sometimes, but really the first few years, I was picking at tables. I'd see people up here talking and I'm like, man, that guy is just the smartest person ever. Um, and a lot of times they, they were, but I would go, I'd follow it wherever they sat. I would sit at that table because I knew I was here for a reason. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to learn something, I'm going to sit next to you and you. And, you know, and now it still happens, but then I became friends with a lot of you and it is more fun now. Uh, but still the learning side of it is, is key for me as well. Um, and it doesn't help that it's nice and warm down here and, and yeah, all that, for that sure. good stuff too. Uh, Roger, what about what about your first master management? How, how's it? How'd that go? It was good. It, you remember that it used to go through noon on Saturday? I mean, neither. Um, <laughs> but no, it's uh, it, I, I could relate with this exactly. It, it was a, it was a, your mind's blown the first time you come, and you, and you just all these people, and and I see someone out in the audience, Ron Miller for one. I, I looked up to that guy, and he. It's like whatever he's doing, I need I need to copy because he's mm -hmm. doing it right. And and as I look out here now today, I can say that about almost everybody in here that there's something there that I've picked up, and that's that's the power of the group. And I think that's with Mr. White's plan the whole time. It's not that we as employees of White Commercial have any secret knowledge out there. It's the secret is that we know how to get people together that know how to help each other. Right. And that was always my favorite part of coming to Master Management. You know it still I, is. You know what I remember about your first year? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> you were a brunette. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. So I, uh, I started the grain <laughs> business and got married in the same year. So pick, uh, pick your poison, I guess. Uh, so. I won't throw you under the bus. I didn't have glasses back then either. So... <laughs> My first uh, master management, Dr. McKinsey, who's here somewhere from the university, I was just a college student. I didn't know what a soybean looked like, but I came and, uh, and, and learned. I sat at a table with Marv Nepp. Uh, a lot of you guys probably know Marv uh, over the years. He's retired now, I think, semi. He tried to, and then they, but anyways, uh, Marv, he just sat there with me and helped me through. So, and that, and that, that's really communicate what, what you guys say is like everybody here just, you see somebody who's who's new. You remember when you were new, and you're like, "Oh, hey, let me let me help this person because they may be coming for the next 20 years too." You know, and and uh, it's a really cool thing we built. Uh, uh, you know, starting with Mr. White's dreams and being cared for by John and and now Phil and Brad, Sherry, and all that. So it's been been cool. Um, so we're at a conference, right? Conferences they have a lot of similarities, a lot of differences. Uh, white commercial conferences are different in uh, in a lot of ways, but one is uh, one is the uh, well they're the same in that we all have name tags, right? And they all hang too low, as Roger complains about. You got to stare at people's belly button to figure out, you know, what you laugh name is. because you know it's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, 
But I don't know. There's, there's no way around it as a conference season. But one thing that different that happens at the white commercial conferences with the name tags is by the end of the, of the night, tonight, the final night, Carrie will have like 74 of them around her neck and, and you know, 100 more in her purse or something. How, how, how does that happen? What, can, can you share with us just a, a little bit about that? How did it happen and why? And I just go with it, but I, I don't know. I think we just went with it. I don't know exactly how it all happened. Um, years ago, my friend Ron Miller used to steal people's name tags, I apparently. And he'd have a lot of name tags. And um, back when we first started coming, I just ended up with a lot of name tags in my purse because we would end up leaving the conference and going to the casino or wherever we were going. And who wanted to have their name tag on anymore, you know, when you're out outside the walls of the conference area. So I kind of had these name tags. Ron had name tags. And then it kind of became a competition of who could get more <laughs> there for a few years. And, and then it turned into this kind of special thing of we're going to give the, the uh, name tags back to somebody that was important, like somebody that was retiring um, or something like that. And then it kind of came to a climax uh, a couple of years ago when Ron and I had all the name tags from I don't know how many years, and we brought them back and displayed them at Don White's Celebration of Life. And that was a meaningful thing for us to, just to see scattered all across the room, all the people um, and lives that, that his business and he had touched. So I don't know if I'll have all those name tags tonight. Ron and I have a little something different in mind because okay. I'm not for sure uh, we can replicate that again, but we'll share later on. All right. Tonight. Change is good. That's right. Change, yes. Embrace the change. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we've we've gone through the list here of things we were going to discuss. So um, we want to thank everybody for listening, and we want to thank our guests for for sharing your thoughts and uh, and getting up on stage in front of these thousands and thousands of people. I know it's difficult. Yeah, I can we, see the back of the room. Yeah, I mean, thank the audience for not being prompted to laugh or clap. Thank really you. Good. Yeah, this, all organic. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, and and of course, to our listeners, thanks uh, for you guys in the room. Thanks for listening. Please continue to or start downloading uh, the podcast. Listen to us and uh, and reach out. You can get at us on Twitter at Elevators Cut and uh, and any anything you'd like to share with us or challenge us about that we've said over the years. I'm sure. Uh, please please feel free to do so. We're always uh, happy to interact. So that being said, uh, thank you. And uh, for Roger, I'm Jason. And for Jason, I'm Roger. Thanks for listening to The Elevator's Cut. Out.